my, my, my. I have been waiting a very long time for this project. And it's quite a bittersweet time because it's a great project. Like, I really feel... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. I'm just in Chris Brown's baby. Let me show that. I cannot cope right now. I'm are you oh my phone? god, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait. <laughs> that is not Christopher Brown's baby. It <laughs> looks like him though. Huh? Like the, the features. I can see the features. That is a Caucasian baby. That one might be mine. That one right there. I'm not totally sure. Just because you name him Darren don't mean he belonged to Darren. But I don't care what this baby's name is. This baby is rice-skinned, but not light-skinned. That is a white child. That is Caucasian from the mountains of Caucasus. That is a Slavic baby, a Viking from Iceland. That's a good... That baby got 730 as a credit rating right now as an infant. and welcome to a new episode of Don't Alert the Stands. You are here today with your host, Ease McKenzie and Nicholas Terrell and Chopin. And it has been a very entertaining week in music, a lot that's been going on, um, some very questionable things. Uh, Sunbun's made a return in our schedule. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm good, being busy week. My eye is actually killing me right now, but um, no, besides that, it's been a great week and we've got some interesting topics lined up. How are both Eden and Chopin today? How are you guys? Um, I'm very tired this week. Um, it's been a very long week. I don't know why, but I'm just very tired. I did have a cold, so that probably is part of the reason. But I, I'm very happy to say that um, my two articles that I had been working on for a very, very, very long time, close to three years actually, are out. And they're in the world, they're online, my Medium account, so... If you guys have time, I've written two long-form essays about the parallels between Marvin Gaye and Jenny Jackson. They're on my Twitter and Instagram. Links are in the bio. Would love to get your thoughts. Cool. Nick, can we give that some energy? Can we just like clap for that? Because literally, we have been <laughs> we have been watching this unfold behind the scenes for a while now. Because as Chopin said, he's been writing it for three years. Um, and just watching him and the whole journey and everything has been really inspiring. So congratulations, Chope. Well done on finally releasing it. And the well fact done. you're doing it on Medium as well is really cool. Um, so yeah, guys, definitely check that out and praise Chope for the amount of research he does as well. Um, but yeah, I read it. Really good. I haven't read part two yet. I haven't read part you didn't two. tell me you read part one yet. Yeah, I want to tell you on the show. I didn't want to tell you in private. Oh, okay. But I have read it um, and I learned a lot. <laughs> There's a lot I didn't know about the Jacksons, actually, surprisingly. Um, but I did learn a lot and I will read um, the second part soon. You haven't uploaded the third part, have you? Is, no, no, is there no third part? It's just two parts. Just two parts. Oh, okay, cool. Was that, I thought originally it was going to be three I parts. had planned a third, but then I realized it, did, it wouldn't make sense. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give that a go. That's why it took so long. <laughs> I had to go through the process of, you know, 
uncovering and seeking what exactly I'm trying to say and how will this work? And part of that process was me realizing, oh, I actually didn't need to do a third one because the parallels between them actually ended by, in Marvin's case, I Want You, and Janet's case, the Janet album. Anything um, following that would have been a stretch. Mm. But like, I want to take the opportunity now because I know we haven't done this in a while, probably since season two, to ask you both as journalists if you, because your journey, like everyone's watching your journey at the moment and you guys are making strides and like, I know Nick has just recently published something in Complex. Was it the first time you published in Complex? Or? Yeah, it was my debut. It's an interview with Kidder Kids. Um, it's talking about his new um, EP called Nasty, um, Afro Beats and Afro Swank, which is his own kind of hybrid genre. And yeah. How does he describe Afro Swank? I was just, like, yeah, I was just thinking. Read the interview. <laughs> Take a read and you can get the description of what Afro Swank is. I think there's a lot of terms right now, like obviously Burner Boys coined Afrofusion. We've got Afro Pop bubbling. We've got Afro Beats as an established term. And then obviously the original Afro Beats, which influences some of the sounds now, but completely different and more traditional. Um, but yeah, I think it's an interesting time. But yeah, he defines what Afro Swank is to him in his interview. So like, Thank you for that, Nick. But like, Sorry, in, in general, for you guys, when it comes to journalism and the journeys you guys have been on individually, what advice would you give to people who want to take it up? Like now that you've had more experience in it, because I think when we spoke about it before, you guys were still kind of finding your feet. And I think like people were veering on the edge and if they should continue journalism and stuff like that. Yeah. So the journey, talk about the realistic side of the journey. Like there's a lot of flowers out there. Like you just write something and send it out straight away. What is the truth? <laughs> um Joffe. I think well I think that's one thing me and Nick we came to the realization of like I think December or November. I think we've both learned recently to only write about what you're actually passionate about and write about stuff that actually interests you because I think especially when you look on Twitter there's so many writers especially in the black British space constantly like uploading stuff on like noisy and complex sound of best fit trench whatever. And it kind of feels like you kind of have to tailor your true interests or your, your true tastes just for the sake of potentially getting on one of these publications. But I feel like, and I think Nick's feel the same, like we, we have our own individual lanes, our paths and values that are, and interests that, and music tastes that are specific to us and our perspectives that we bring. So like just really try and continue writing and finding angles and articles ideas based on those rather than just trying to write something just for the sake of oh just because i want to get on so and so's platform yeah so nick um i think what to um answer your question as well i think what i've learned is that or what the behind the scenes of it is is it's a lot of back it can be a lot of back and forth some articles can get killed um mm -hmm. some articles like you'll be liaising with pr and artists and it could fall through something happened this week as well um some the experience is like it's not just pitching an idea and then pushing an article out it's like there's a lot of graph to it i think there's a lot of idea change there's there's editorial direction that could change mm -hmm. um i think in the space right now like what shoppe said as well the app the black british sorry space is quite um there's a few topics that get more visibility than others right now so it's about like really and a few more writers your pockets that get more visibility and, than others and yeah certain like like writers and there's moments and opportunities right now i think it's quite a tricky one and how to navigate it is it's quite an individual experience i think 
it is about finding your voice, which is something I'm still trying to do. And it will always grow and change and like veer off as well. But there's a core sentiment to what I want to do as well. Um, I think it's about knowing the publications that you want to write for as well and having an idea and a tone of voice on those platforms as well. Um, writing what you're passionate about, what Shope said, always kind of asking for advice when you can. Um, I think embracing the writing space community as well, because I think the black British space is actually becoming so much more, it, certainly in our pockets, a lot more giving and a lot more nicer. I think before it was very much more individualistic, but I think now there's loads of bridges and so many OGs helping me and so many OGs I'm sure Shopee's got advice as well from and even the international American community I want to shout out the black Americans because they've helped me so much in terms of like advice and there's a real community online that I have um 100%. I think that I really 100%. help they help me get better you know they help me get better and I think the writers that have been here both UK US have helped me get better in the last year and a half to two years and really helped shape my voice I've been writing for six or seven years but in terms of journalism properly I'd say it's been about two two and a bit years um I'd just say to be determined don't let a pitch being declined say that you or determine whether you think you're a good person or a good writer or not because trust me I've had so rejection is still sitting in the inbox you know what I mean but um have that perseverance talk to your writing community talk to your friends um and I'd just say persevere as well and just as Shope said write write about what you really want to write about um and just pace yourself as well like this year is has only just started and there's a lot that's happening but I think just pace yourself January is a great time for when editors are looking for stuff the budgets are recouped like there was an idea I had in December and the budget was just not there because the publication had absorbed all their responses because they have to pay their full-time staff as well as then say there's a pitching um, budget and all that kind of stuff for freelancers um, pitch unique ideas journalism is changing you can really uh jesse jesse just did a really interesting piece i think about um it's jesse bernard by jesse the way. bernard of course friend of the podcast but he did something for crack i forgot exactly what it was but it's a really unique piece on looking at the beefs i think throughout grime um as everyone knows that's one of his beats as a journalist and i think he did a really interactive piece to a, a visual piece actually kind of going through that like things are changing to video uh you could do written form there's loads of different types of journal and I'd say don't limit yourself this photo documentary style journalism now which pops off in stuff like the fader um and crack actually as well um and tripping tripping yeah yeah, yeah 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 I think just expand your palette and I'd say don't limit yourself to just the UK I write for US publications as well Shopee's done it in the past too I think just don't limit yourself there's so many different bags um Shopee gave me a nice little connection to OK Africa recently. And that was amazing to write for. Um, and just, yeah, really know your beat because people will be able to tell when you, you're you kind of forcing that. Do you know what I mm. mean? So really just write about things you're passionate, again, to echo shopping, things you're passionate about because it, the words will come so much easier when you when you are writing stuff yeah. you're passionate about too. And something, even with me, like I'm, I have this thing about the UK upcoming kind of scenes and people know people know about that as well. The Kadiatas, the Samwises, all of that kind of people, all of those kind of talents, um, Koji, all of that. Um, I think really find your pocket within that. And Shopee's thing is respecting legends, the hashtag. Um, and he just did a great piece. The words flew from the paper. I had a quick scan of it. I'm going to take a deeper read this week. Um, and the words literally flow off the page because he loves it. And it's it's writing about what you love about and what you care about, not 
But also like, if there is something you're passionate about, but you haven't had experience, test yourself too. But the passion, mm. as long as the passion's there, you're cool. Like even last year, last point, um, I wrote about like the um, holograph t- hologram tours. And that was something that I saw the Whitney uh, tour get announced. I was like, this is really interesting actually, because Tupac just did Coachella a couple years ago. We have so many things. Chief Keith tried to do one. Um, and I did the research, did the work, but the passion was there because um, as we talk about on the podcast, developments in music, Eden loves talking technology and it's something that I watch, like the marketing and all that kind of stuff going forward. And yeah, so as long mm. as the passion's there, you'll do the research, you'll get all your resources, you'll talk to the right people. Um, and I'd say give voices to people in your articles as well. Don't try and just think that you're the expert. Go to people if they're going to help inform your opinion too because that's going to make it such a more richer piece and a more well-researched piece too. Um, I'm learning that a lot this year and even people asking me for quotes, I'm honored as well, but I always say, have you spoken to that person as well? Because that that would really help inform your opinion too. Um, but yeah, if you need any advice as well, I'm sure Shopper would echo the sentiment, we're here to help or we can point you to journalists who help in that kind of beat or area. But um, yeah, I'm really happy for what we're gonna do this year. I think we're gonna kill it. So let's continue to grow. Likewise. Yeah. Good. And read his piece. Read Shopee's piece. Pieces. 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 But I call it a piece because it's part of a bigger project. <laughs> yes. But um, and shout out to Man Like Mike for the artwork as well. Yes. Again, yes, 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 it. yes. Massive, massive, massive shout out for creating those two images for me on such short notice. But he absolutely killed it. I I, I look at them even now, I'm like, I just love these pictures that he's made for me. He's so, so talented. He's gonna go so far yeah, in this industry. So commission him, hire him. Email, send his email, email man like Mike, man like Mike, uh, man like Mike.com or something like that. But um, yeah, the email will be on our Twitter somewhere or Shopee's, Shopee's credited him. Yes. Yeah. And also um, the Medium article, the link is in your bio, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think we've tweeted it as well. We've retweeted it. Uh, we, we haven't actually put it on Instagram yet. So I might put it on Instagram if that's okay <laughs> with the author. But I'll put it on the Instagram. Put um, it tomorrow, cheeky Sunday <laughs> post or literally something. Literally anywhere we can put it, you'll find it. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Um, I'm good in terms of me. Yeah, um, how's Eden? Eden is week? good. Eden is good. <laughs> Eden can't complain. I've had a very busy week. I had a rejection this week, which actually turned into a positive because it made me kind of realize the lane I want to go down and some of the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Quick gripe that I have, um, and I've spoken about this before, an issue I have with this podcast sometimes is a lot of the listeners sometimes will send me messages like, Eden, when are you going to write an article? Eden, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? For me, it's like, I appreciate the work that Nick and Shoppe do. I think they're amazing writers and I respect journalism too much to do it without passion. And for me, it's not something I would really be interested in. And it took me a while to actually realize journalism isn't really for me. Um, I've never kind of forced it, but at the same time, I'm not really interested um, in doing it in that form. But as Nick said, there are very, there's varied versions of um, journalism mm. and um, I'm planning on experimenting with a few things in the future. Um, I don't know if anyone knew that, well, some people remind me of it, but I used to have a YouTube channel a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and some people actually ask me when I'm bringing that back and I've actually considered someday probably bringing that back, but doing it slightly different. Please do like um Eden does Eden knew this well didn't know until recently actually but I watched his YouTube yeah. before <laughs> knowing him like properly before the podcast before everything but we followed each other on Twitter for ages yeah. uh, and he'd post videos and I was like oh 
that's really interesting. <laughs> I like, because I like vlog content yeah. um, and travel vlogs and all that kind of stuff. And Eden was kind of in that lane in some senses. And it, they were really good. So if even if it's a varied kind of take on that or in different talk about music or whatever you want to do, yeah. um, you, you're good for that. Like a good in terms of a, a video person. Yeah. So yeah. But also it's just kind of like, I wanted to let the listeners know this because I didn't want to be in a situation where people are always looking at me like, oh, maybe Eden feels a certain type of way. No, I'm very happy for these two and their success and everything. But that isn't my lane. That isn't <laughs> that isn't what I want to do whatsoever. I'm not a journalist. Um, so I would appreciate if the questions could stop. Um, no, but like, not if I tried to say it in a nice way, but like, stop asking me fucking questions. But I don't, like, wait for the YouTube me, guys. Wait, wait for, for the YouTube. <laughs> um, or like things that are coming out in the future. Um, mm. You have good IG story content too sometimes as well. Yeah, um, yes, well, that's true. Yeah, well, I'm, tr- I'm I'm experimenting that's right true. now and seeing what really works for me. Um, but anyway, on to the show. Let's move on to the show. <laughs> Shoppe, do your thing, man. So, yes, we are now going to get into what we've been listening to for the last week. I have three projects. First and foremost, we're going to kick things off with Luke James. He dropped his second studio album, To Feel Loved, last week. His first project in six years. My, 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 my. I have been waiting a very long time for this project. And it's quite a bittersweet time because... It's a great project. Like, I really feel... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. I've just seen Chris Brown's baby. <laughs> Let me show that. I cannot cope right now. I'm just dumb. Are you fucking Oh, my dumb? God. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that is not Christopher Brown's baby. It looks like him though. What, huh? Like the the features. I can see the features. That is a Caucasian baby. <laughs> so he had it with a Caucasian lady. No, like no, no. Anyway, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Continue what you were saying. But My apologies. Just starting again. Oh, I would have loved to keep it in like that, but let's go back. So we're now going to get into what we've been listening. Sorry, guys. Right. Take three. Okay. <laughs> go, go. Okay. So we're now going to get into what we've been listening to for the last week. I've got three projects to share. Um, firstly, um, we have Luke James, To Feel Loved, his second studio album that came out last week. And it's actually his first release in six years. And my, 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 have I been waiting for this? It's been so many years of delays, stop and starts, teaser singles here and there, but he finally dropped it last last week. And I must say it's a very, very solid project, but I'm just disappointed at the length of the project and also the way it was rolled out. So it's only nine songs and every song is really good, really, really good. Like I really feel that for me, Luke has always been hands down one of the best vocalists we have in R&B right now. Like, that boy sings down. But, and I loved his first album, but I felt like it didn't really reflect who I felt he was as an artist in comparison to his Whispers in the Dark mixtape, which you should all should check out. Of course, what do you mean? Strawberry Vapors, that was my banger. What do you mm. mean? But the album. Oh. So, so what was the album even Wolf called? Wolf James. That one. What was the? What, I don't even. What his album? His Wolf debut James. album. Wasn't it? Wasn't it yeah. Wolf James? Maybe it was yeah, called Luke yeah, James. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Look, I remember the cover. It had Rick Ross in it. Oh, Luke James. Yeah, it was called Luke James. Oh, yeah, Self-titled. so his debut album. 
I felt like wasn't a true reflection of who I thought it was an artist. Whispers in the Dark, yes. But I feel like maybe there was some labor politics. They were trying to like, you know, make him a bit more serviceable. So it kind of... They tried to make him into Frank. I remember that. You know what? Facts. They tried to make yeah. him Frank. Facts. Frank Ocean. That, that Frank old R&B kind yeah. of, yay, and, mysterious. And, and it's a good, it, I do like the album. It's, I'm not going to say it was a bad project. Like, I like There were some album. good songs There were some there. great songs on Strawberry there. Vapors is a banger. I love it. And also, song. let's yeah. get into Heartbeat. Woo! And Soldier from the very first mixtape, the Luke mixtape. Hashtag Luke, that was the name of the mixtape. Soldier. Luke James has, oh, and Make Love To Me. That's a banger. Luke that is a banger. James that has banger. songs. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. So That voice. But yeah, then banger. when Drip came out in 2017, I was like, yes, this is the sound that I want from this man. It was the, he just has, to me, he kind of is like, um, not vocally, but musically, he's kind of got like this, Teddy Pendergrass, Smokey Robinson, got Quiet Storm kind of vibe to him. And I kind of always felt like with the pedigree he has, the voices, that's where I've always felt he sits well in. Like he can do like the old R&B contemporary sounds. He does it very well. Like I love the song of um, BJ Chicago Kid and Ro James. I fucking love that song. Do you know what? With Luke, sorry to interrupt you, but with Luke, I feel like he could make a rock album. Yeah, definitely like got the voice for really it. Good yeah. Definitely got the voice for I it. I can yeah. see that. And the experimentation he I has. Can see he that. has that touch. Yeah. But... So this album, I really feel like he's really found a sound for himself. He's really honed it in. It's very cohesive, very seamless. And I like how it's quite dark. It's quite dark, but I love the way he's really approached the album in terms of the way he's written the songs, the way he's arranged the songs, the way he sings on the album. Like he doesn't go off to the races vocal on every song. Like every song has been very delicately placed to fit the mood, the vibe of the song. But the reason I'm disappointed is, as it's only nine songs, he released three singles over the last three or so months. So it's like, and then one of them is an interlude. So basically I was only given five new songs and it's like, uh, so after six years, I've basically only gotten. So he's still doing the whole Frank Ocean thing of like giving you drip, starving you. And then just, yeah. Uh. But as a comprehensive <laughs> listen, it's a great project. So like, it's, so I'm not saying to say it's bad. Like I've definitely like it's a really good project. But I just wish that if you're gonna do all that, at least you could give us like three more, four more songs. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's a really, really good project. I just like it, I love the live instrumentation of it. I just love how rootsy it is. Like it's R and B, it's soul. But speaking of rock, uh, you said that actually. There's a song on there called Colors, which has a bit of a rock vibe to it. Really, really, really cool. Really heavy guitar on that song. Really works. And um, but yeah, man, it's a really, really great project. So, Luke James, man, salute to you. And now I just need you to come to London and give me a show. That's what I need from you right now. And and don't take six years for your next album. Um. Secondly, um, I'm gonna just quickly go on to Sir. So Sir released his Tiny Desk concert earlier this week, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> I watched it like five times. I just like, he's just so dope. I just love Sir, man. I just love Sir. He is amazing. So because, as a result of that, I just like revisited Chasing Summer and November um, just for a couple of days. So I've mentioned it before how much I love the album in a previous episode. And as you guys know, it was the my number two album of 2019. So I'm not really going to go too much into that. But just Sir Chasing Summer, if you haven't heard it, what are you doing? Like, get your life in order. It's an incredible, incredible album. And I'm just so excited to see what 
So it's going to do with each album, each project as a writer for other artists. And also shout out to his family. His mum and brother sang background for him on that tiny desk. And really? It was amazing. And his mum. How many brothers does he have? Well, the brother on this one wasn't the one on Rhythm and Flow. Yeah, so oh. maybe two plus. Yeah. Uh, but his mum, I was so surprised. His mum. Could sing. Not, well, can sing, but also. That's your mum. <laughs> what, she look young? Yes. Uh, like Trey Songz. Have you seen Trey Songz? Yes. Because you do like, oh, this is my mother. I'm like, who? <laughs> That's your mum. Trey Songz is mum. Black don't crack. <laughs> it doesn't I'm like, at all. You've given birth to three children. <laughs> and so I was like, at least 31, 32. Yeah. yeah. She looks amazing. Yeah. And she can sing. We love talent. Sorry, that's <laughs> Sir. It's, um, I don't know if you know this, but it's Sir... Classically trained. I don't know because he can sing well, but you can tell there's a lot of um. In some like sometimes when I hear him sing live, you can tell there's training there, but I don't know if that was before or like amongst his childhood because D Smoke can also kind of, I'm, if I'm thinking, remember kind of sing. Mm. I and don't if know. the brother can sing and the mum can sing, maybe it's a church thing. I or think. I think. Well, I, I know that they. I know they definitely all grew up singing in a church together. But okay. I do think also, stuff for guys who don't know, he has a lot. So before he before TDE, he did a lot of stuff behind the scenes for like Jill Scott, Tyrese, uh, Music Soul Child as an engineer, not even as a writer, but as an engineer. So I think he's just very well. He just he just knows how to make music. He's okay. just he's a great crafter of music. But then also, like you said, I think um, him and his family grew up singing in the church, like most black families of, of his generation. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows. It shows. The harmonies were crisp. And I love that they did different note choices for the tiny desk. They didn't just sing it the exact same way. Like, because they did um, the recipe. And some, of, some of the choices they did on that, I was like, all right, all right. You guys did some new arrangements for the for tiny desk. Nah. <laughs> you did some, put some new harmonies on Listen. this shit. Michael Jackson GIF. I love that song. I'm screaming. I love that song. Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh my God. No, listen. Don't the recipe, kill me right That is now. my favorite song on that album. I love that song of a passion. Honestly, that is the best. That, Still Blue. No. Is it Still Blue? Mine is New Sky. No, is it Still Blue? The one with Jill Scott. Is it called Still yes. Blue? Yes. And um, LA. And then there's another one. I can't remember. I think mine are off off top of my head. Uh, New Sky, You Can't Save Me, <gasps> L.A. Lisa, uh, Mood. All of them are bangers. All Everything them. is just banging. And back to actually, so Who You Are, so this is Luke's album. Please check out Who You Are, check out Colors, check out, oh, Shine On. Oh, Luke came through with that album. <laughs> the final track on the album called Shine On. Oh, it's re- if. It's like a modern day version of Shardy's Love Deluxe album. I'll just leave it at that. Mm. It's Luke, Luke came through, but just to, not enough songs. Yeah. Just not mm. enough songs. But Luke came through, man. He really did. So I'm really happy for him. Really proud of him. So like, regardless of what happens now in terms of sales, well, no, I now know that Luke has found his lane as an artist. Mm. Mm. So I'm excited to see where he goes from, he here. Go, goes from here. And lastly, we have the Queen and Slim soundtrack. So... Oh, this was said off air, but me and Nick did not like it, did not enjoy the movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're just we're just gonna throw my public opinion out there. So right, you know, it, that movie is a definition of beautiful gowns. Oh well, it is as quoted in Galdem. Yeah, like one, wonderfully shot, beautiful imagery. 
Um, beautiful, two beautiful dark-skinned people, Daniel and Jodie Smith-Turner. Incredible. But the movie is ass. Wow. What? I'm saying it again. I'm Terrible saying, dialogue. And I'm going to say it here. Hustlers is better than Queen and Slim. You can all come <laughs> for me. Ter- terrible dialogue. Um, but yeah. the soundtrack, the soundtrack. They, so Lila Whiff came through on something because I, I actually read she was an executive producer on the soundtrack alongside my guy, Blood Orange, who you, you all know. I've mentioned him several times. Blood Orange. Of course, is, Blood Orange came through. Blood yeah. Orange is my guy. He was executive producer on the soundtrack and actually produced the score. So mm. I haven't got into that. That's also available mm. on streaming networks. But the score is also available, which I'm probably going to get into this week because I loved the the score between scenes. But the soundtrack, um, let me get the track listing up. But um, really, really, really great songs. Like I, I love the diff, the fact that there's songs in there from the 70s, today's artist, yeah. uh, the 60s. We've got some Afro beats in there. We've yeah. got some blues in there. We've got some neo soul in there. But I'm just going to give you some of my highlights on this project because this movie, the soundtrack is far better <laughs> than the movie. Far better than that movie. That movie is awful. So I would just like to sh- shout out Bilal and Raphael Sadiq, Soul Sister. Mm-hmm. For, 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 that, for those who are like me, new Soul fans, we all know Soul Sister, the song, but Bilal remade it for the soundtrack with Raphael Sadiq. Incredible, incredible, incredible cover. It's not too different from the original, but it's just nice to hear a different spin on it updated vocals from it um tiana major and earth gang collide is just beautiful song doing well on urban ac right now great year next year as well and i'm saying it now that jasmine sullivan influence is all up and through tiana's voice Mm -hmm. that jasmine sullivan influence i listen to him like yeah you study jasmine Mm. you study jasmine sullivan but um oh bj the chicago kid and coast contra that is the best song on the album actually called queen and slim that song is Dope. I played that at least like 30 times in the last couple of days. I love, love that song. Um, Lil Baby's Catch the Sun is a really dope song too, which is surprising because I don't really care for him in general, but I really <laughs> liked the fact that it was quite a different sound. <laughs> it was quite... Bless me, sir. It was quite a different vibe for him, but it was a really good song, like quite introspective. I liked what he was really saying on it. And um, what else is there? And I'm not going to say everything, but the whole soundtrack is really dope. But I'm going to end it on... Burn the boys, my bunny, my money, my baby. That song. What did Burner kill it? So he did something that already just made me love the song. So he sampled my favorite, favorite Fela Kuti song, Shakara. So I was already like, okay, we're in my vibe. Mm. We're already in the zone. This is my favorite Fela song. And it's hard to pick, but that's, if I had to pick one Fela song, Shakara. That is the one. And he sampled it, flipped it. And did his own little burner boy shit to it, and it bangs. It bangs. So those are my listens: Luke James to feel loved, Sir Chasing Summer, and the Queen of Slim soundtrack. Executive produced by Blood Orange, and much better than the movie. <laughs> Nick, do you want to go next? I'm still deciding. Okay, cool. Uh, sorry, guys. No, right. Always do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me, I was revisiting a few things. Um, so I went back to Kano's album, um, just because of his latest. His latest, yeah. Don't. So literally, as I return back from Jamaica, I'm gonna keep saying this because I miss it already, and I'm not. Yeah. Um. So I returned back from Jamaica and I listened to it again, and there's so many odes to Jamaica on this album, whether it's the feature from Popcorn or 
um some of the lyrics where he talks about how like for example he got his first nikes from partner i think that line is so important and it really highlights mm. the um the 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 struggle that's going on at the moment when it comes to um showing homage to the windrush generation and the sacrifices they went through when they were in an environment where they couldn't have jobs to actually pay for things um, and just to give a background to what Pardner is Pardner was a system it was a financial system that allowed um people from mainly the caribbean um although uh, there are variations of it in other cultures as well they would be able to shift money around their community um yeah. because they weren't allowed to have particular jobs that would actually let them buy houses say me nick and shoppe for example we had a partner we would all make our money and then we would come together and put it in a pot and then one of us would take away that money so that that family could then buy food or like put money down on a deposit for a house or yep. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that line in particular really caught me because I was like, it's, it's so deep for what it actually means. Like he bought his first, it, I know it sounds really basic, but he bought, his, he bought his first Nikes using partner meaning that he's showing his respect to his culture where he's from. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the whole album um, kind of felt like to me as I listened to it more. He definitely shows his respect for um, Jamaica. Um, and it's it's a commentary that I feel like he's always spoken about in his albums. Um, even when I watched Top Boy, his character Sully um, had this thing where um, he spoke about how he never left the country. He never went to anywhere outside of the UK. Um, and I feel like Kano was probably the person to put that in the script because mm. it's an example of how important it is that we um, pray homage to our roots, that we're not just here in the UK without knowing about our history, knowing where we come from and stuff like that. So this album was really powerful to me. Um, I've, I've spoken about it before, but I feel like when you listen to things in a different state of mind, it comes to you in a slightly different type of way. And when I was listening to this album, it really touched me so Thank you to Kano for making this as a West Indian British person. I do appreciate this album. I love it with all my heart. Um, and yeah. And he did the damn thing on, um, what's the song with D-double-E and Gets called again? Uh, one second. What is it called? Class of Deja. That song is a banger. Um, and also, just a shout out, I know it's kind of weird to shout out another platform, but um, Jesse Bernard, who was on our show recently, he went on um, Julie Adenuga's show called mm -hmm. Top 5 to talk about Kano's um, best projects or his best um, top five songs. Check that out. It's really funny. It's featuring Barney Artist as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really interesting, the conversation that happens around that. Um, but yeah, check that out when you can. Um, and shout out to Jesse for doing the work. Um, so that's Kano. So that's um, Hoodies All Summer. And then next, what we've got is an artist called Kai. So it's spelled K-H-A-I, and it's called M-A-D. Can't remember what it stands for, but it's a really good album. It's very reminiscent to her. She's from the UK, but it's very reminiscent to her. But the songs and the inspiration for it is beautiful. Um, there's a lot of garage on it. There's a lot of... Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like her from the UK. And I don't want to limit her to that, but that's how the project sounds to me. And I just, the song Gratitude is beautiful, um, want for more, incredible. Um, and also I can tell that she's going to develop and become this huge artist when she gets her break. Um, but definitely check it, check it out when you have a minute. It's called M-A-D. And again, it's spelled K-H-A-I. Uh, and check it out as soon as you can. Lastly... I've been listening to a lot to Ye Ali. 
So I spoke about oh, Yeah Ali so last season. I think it was last season. It was. It, yeah. And I, I spoke about the project Private Suite 2. Um, and he's had a few projects out in general. Um, I, can't, I don't know what number that project is. But he released one recently called Trap House Jodeci 2. Mm-hmm. Listen. Bangers. Woo! He still reminds me of like old school Drake. Like on like the whole... Um, like the whole answering machine aesthetic and like Playboy type vibe that he's on and stuff. And I just want to say this album, he, he, he really nailed it. I mm. feel like he really, really nailed this. The features are good. He doesn't really like lean on big names or anything like that, but he places them really well. Yeah. Um, and he's good at like making, he does the like, I, I hate to say Justin Timberlake thing, but he's the only person I can think of who'd, who's done it, where there's like one half of a song and then he switches it up towards the end. So it's like a completely new song. Yeah. Um, so if you listen to songs like, uh, one sec, songs like Hit Me Up, um, Talk To Me, I love Talk To Me. Makeup is a banger. I love that song. Underwater Strip Club, like all of all of the songs on this, I would say are good, but there are some that really stand out, and those mm. three that I just named really stand out to me. So I would definitely suggest that. Um, very beautiful. You can play it on pretty much anywhere. I play it in the gym. I play it in the car. Like literally, it's my go-to album at the moment. So definitely recommend that. One more shout. Actually, can I do two more shouts? They're just songs. It's your platform. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, there was a song that came out um, on a Triller video last year. And um, she finally released it. it. Her name is, and I apologize if I pronounce it wrong. I believe it's Manelia. Um, and it's called Say Yeah. Li- when you play that song, you won't get out of your head because it's very catchy. And it's a, it's, it's a smash. It, I seriously think this is going to go really far. Um, some people are comparing her to Summer Walker for some reason. But definitely listen oh, to the project. To her, What's though? it called? No, it's good. Trust me. What's it called? Um, Say so Yeah. We posted it on the Dats account, I think, recently. Oh, I'll um, double check. Summer Walker comparisons are not going to help you in my, for me. It's it's good. It's good. Trust me. Um, and then also. Oh, shoot. Yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah, she's, she's great. good. She's yeah. really good. She's great. And then there's another song which I saw on um on Twitter recently. And I feel like it's going to be huge. Like, I feel like it's going to be massive. It reminds me of um, when Cardi released um, Bodak Yellow. Um, and I feel like it's going to have a similar buzz. It's called Rock Out. And it's by a group called Bokey Barbies. Oh, that's ah, oh, they're so great. The baby needs to feature on that yes, ASAP. That he could song, boost it. This song is a banger. These like, girls from the south, or these girls jumping on like trap beats and like um southern beats right now, like they're they're really blowing up. And I think Trilla and what's the other one called? Uh, TikTok. TikTok. They're gonna really. This decade is about that. Like they're gonna make loads of hits. It's, like, it's, it's three girls. Um, they have a dance for it as well. Yeah. And um, they don't. They didn't have a Twitter. They probably have like a thousand followers. Um, this song by itself has about 2,000 listens overall. So it's not a huge song, but I feel like when the right person picks it up, when it catches the right wind, it's going to be massive. You're going to hear it everywhere. It's going to be on adverts. Repeat the name again. Uh, Bokey Barbie. So it's B-O-K-E-E. Mm. And then, oh no, Bokey Barbs. My Bokey apologies. Barbs has come up so already. B-O-K-E-E. I feel like it's trending. Yeah, so B-O-K-E-E and then B-A-R-B-S. Thank Check you. it out. You heard it here first, just to let you know. 
Let people know you hear good recommendations here when you listen to the podcast. Nick, your turn, man. That's dope. Yeah. Um, I think I feel like this season will probably have a lot of like viral songs or songs that are on the rise, like in terms of on those apps. Yeah, I've seen a lot this week. A girl from Dominique uh, called Dominique from New York just dropped something on the way here. Mm. And it's it's quite dope. I've retweeted it on my profile, but I'll retweet it again on Tuesday so that you guys can see. But um, yes, recommendations for the week or stuff that I've just been listening to generally. Um, first of all, I will go to Cautious Claim. Now, um, I think I've mentioned him before on the podcast, but he's amazing. He actually got sampled from Taylor Swift's um, Seven Studio album um, called Lover, which was released last year. The song by him, which was sampled, was called Cold War. But I'm going to talk about the surrounding tape called Blood Type. I love Cautious Clay. Um, he's got an amazing voice. It's really smoky. It's really um, vintage as well. It sounds really old school. But um, at the same time, I could kind of hear him collaborating with old school chants, like um, on chances, like maybe first mixtape. Um, but yeah, this song is about seven songs long, 21 minutes, really easy listen. Um, but it just goes through a lot of love and like commitment and He's got great lyricism. Like I think it's on blood type. It's just so poetic and so powerful that um, I genuinely am a big fan of his and I hope he begins to blow up. Like he's got a, a quite a niche following. I think Pigeons and Planes like support him. DJ Booth, of course. Um, he raps, sings as well, but sings really great. Uh, yeah, he's kind of like Chance in that sense in terms of that Chance does a bit of vocals here and there and then kind of goes into the rap style um, as well so he can mix and match really. But um, he makes use of a lot of choirs. It feels very like old school R&B, but then mixed in with that gospel influence in places too. But it's a light gospel. It's not very, it's not very layered and very nuanced. It's just kind of like... In, mixed in between and kind of hinted at there um he uses the guitar the electric guitar uh, a lot as well throughout the project and i think that adds a nice touch it's not the conventional kind of rocky touch that you would think uh that would exist in kind of your punk rock and all of that it's more of um it's it's softer notes it's softer notes used in its notes used more appropriately to kind of complement his voice and upweight that in places where it's needed but um it just gives me i know he's only from ohio but it gives me a real southern feel a real kind of old school southern early 2000s kind of feel and it just it puts me in my feels to be honest like genuinely and um he's beautiful at telling love stories and he's beautiful at being really introspective and i think that he tells stories in a very unique way and like genres such as R&B, gospel and um, hip hop where love is spoken about pretty much every other song. Um, he's able to kind of have his own perspective on it. And to be honest, I have followed up with him. He recently released a song called Arrays last September and that is equally as amazing. I think he is gearing up to release a project and I literally cannot wait until he drops that because he's phenomenal he's a phenomenal talent and i stand behind him 100 percent. so again this project here is called um blood type but he's released other projects since then such as table of context and as i said the, the most recent single called a race and yeah to summarize taylor swift did sample um one of his songs last year so yeah that's cautious clay can I, can I just jump on that? Go for it. Have you seen the video of Taylor Swift just quickly talking about how she wants to be more political with her 
She can fuck off. <laughs> I just wanted to be to, honest. She can fuck off. Because I know we didn't speak about it last week, but you just reminded me when you said yeah, that. Yeah, Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, all of you, man, just stay in your box because <laughs> yeah, your best friends with Selena, and Selena obviously said it's not all. It's not about Black Lives Matter when you know Black Lives Matter came up a while ago. So yeah, stay in your box. Um, shut up. Country music. Stick to that. Cool. Um, Is anyway, country, or country pop. Country been, pop. No pop. <laughs> there's there's hints of there's hints country. of country there in her arrangements and stuff. There, come on, there'll always be a hint <laughs> of country there. But we know she loves to be a pop girl as well. Yes. And tried those dances which aren't really dances because she can't dance. But yeah, anyway, Taylor Swift, stay in your box. I don't want to hear the politics. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll get into politics later when we talk about the Super Bowl. Anyway, but um, yeah, let's move on to. Okay, so I've spoken about this rapper before. Uh, Shoffe will probably laugh when I mention her, but um, yeah, Mulatto. So obviously, <laughs> I um, <laughs> a bit of a political name. We just mentioned politics too, but um, beyond that, she run the rap game um first season with Jermaine Dupree. That is the Jermaine Dupree fronted show. So. The rap game is in the UK right now, but before that, there was a US series um, and Jermaine Dupree actually uh, created that. And um, he would look, same kind of premise, children, look for talent, etc. cetera. Um, her name was Miss Mulatto at this point because she was like 16 and she won. Really good lyricist. I know the name is a bit political and all that kind of stuff. And it has a lot of history to it. So I'm not using it in a derogatory manner here. I will refer to her as Lotto going forward <laughs> in terms of, you know, like the rest of the, the talking about her today. Because I just don't like using that term. It's kind of like messy, to be honest, in my personal view. But despite that, rappers have political names all the time and... You know, this isn't the first greasy name I've heard in the hip hop arena as well. And she she kind of has defined why she used it. It, it kind of blew up a while ago um, on Twitter, like a couple of weeks ago. But she explained it. Um, despite my apprehensions with the name, it's her decision, whatever. Um, and she is part black. I don't know. So, well, she is, but her dad's black. But um, anyway, let's move into the music. So she won the rap game. She's released a slew, a slew of mixtapes. And um, this is her latest one called Hit the Lotto, which I actually put on Clash in terms of a review. But we were off um, when that happened. So I just wanted to talk about it. It's six songs long. And I think with Mulatto here, or Lotto, sorry, she really... Um, has grown into her own on this tape. I've said to Shopee before when we are in Essence and stuff that I've listened to her and really like her lyricism because she is 16 years old and now to be around, I think she's 20 or 21, she's really grown her pen and she's always had that pen and that aggressive lyricism and she's always been about spitting real bars and she, she's got incredible wordplay, incredible flow, incredible wordplay. Um, but I did say that, you know, there's some issues with maybe the sound or like her growing and uh, how does she transition in from... Uh, adolescence to adulthood i think then this tape it really solidifies who she's trying to be obviously she uses heavy use of like um sexual desires um her kind of ownership her like affiliations with kind of the street lives of atlanta she's from clayco which if you don't know is a very hard kind of city to come from there's a lot of violence there but she kind of embraces that and holds it on up to her chest and kind of embraces that southern charm that she kind of has in her um so I really enjoy her and I enjoy her perspectives on what she kind of brings to the table and I think this tape is just raunchy it's raw it's expressive it's loud it's in your face it's boastful it's all of these expressions and more and I think I love her cockiness with it there's this little smile and kind of um 
that yeah this little smile and quirk she does when she kind of starts rapping and it just makes me know that she's she's about it and she really wants to she really wants to take this seriously she actually made the role in loud lineup last year but more into the songs i want to say there's a lot of southern bass there there's a lot of like juicy j influence there there's a lot of stallion influence in there but again i want to say Milato has always been this kind of character it's just taken a while for this cocktail to kind of be made and kind of be presented to audiences. And I think she's finally found it. It's really cohesive. Um, on songs like No Panties, she's like owning the room. Like she's just owning her sexuality. She's owning the men that she comes into, um, her, the metaphorical men, I should I say, who come into um, her stable and on rich sex, she's very much talking about how she likes to be serviced in the bedroom. And it's very rich explicit. sex. Yeah, it's rich sex, the better rich sex, the better rich sex. Um, if you know, Nicki Minaj released a song called Rich Sex 2. We, we know which one's better, clearly. Um, <laughs> Queen and Slim Sex. Yeah, anyway, um, Cheerleader, which she just released a video for the other day. I just think I love the kind of, um, the menacing kind of tone that she has in her, her voice too. And the productions are really kind of um, exciting and kind of, they really ignite this, this buzz that I think she kind of wants to betray. And then there's obviously the bitch from the South song that came out, which kind of blew up on socials last year. And then she added Trina and um, I think it's Sweetie to the remix too. Um, Sweetie sounded more aggressive here. You know, she's getting a bit better at um, her, her rap uh, delivery. So, and then <laughs> Trina's Trina, you know, <laughs> Tr Trina's Trina. So um, Trina will always deliver. What were saying there about a professional rapper? Trina is, we'll get on to Sweetie in a minute. I'll go into Sweetie for a little bit in a minute. But um, with um, with Trina, she's birthed so many people. Like Malotto would not be here or Lotto, again, I'm just, whatever. Like Lotto's wouldn't be here without Trina. City Girls would definitely not be here without Trina's influence. Trina has always held that abrasive nature towards sex and um, all of that kind of cultural enclaves. And I think she is the one that holds it down for the South. And I think a collaboration is well overdue for City Girls and Trina. So I can't wait. Hopefully I hear that. But on this song, Bitch for the South, Trina is again aggressive, got that tone, that kind of classic tone that she has and cadence. Mm. But yeah, overall... Um, I love Trina's tone. I love, I Trina's, love Trina's tone. tone. And um, yeah, the City Girls has her daughters, literally her daughters. You can hear it everywhere. Well, one of them is. Well, you know, the whole sound, you know, it's a cocktail of sounds. But um, with with Lotto, I, w I really think she's got a buzz right now. And if she capitalizes on it, she will see the fruits of her reward this year. I think she just needs another couple of features, a bit more visibility. She's on Rolling Loud again for this year in uh, Miami. So that'll be great and really exciting. It's the South, you know, spelt with an F, how people from the South really kind of portray it. And do you know what? The South right now is so hot. Like there's so many acts. There's The Baby, there's Mulatto, there's City Girls, there's Juicy J still producing in the background, doing great things. There's of course The Stallion, there's... um. There's so many talents out there. Um, there was someone I was going to call out as well who released the album recently. Yo Gotti, hits for days, man. Like, and Mem it's not just Atlanta, it's Memphis. It's where the baby's from, North Carolina. It's all of these places popping. And I think it just reminds me of the 2000s again, the early 2000s where we had this kind of su Southern charm and this Southern build and where all of them came together. So I cannot wait, you know, the likes of Ludacris, of course, um, Nelly, all of these talents just owning at the same time. Um, 
Sierra in the, on the singing lane. So I definitely want to see the renaissance of that again. And I think it's happening and they're all collaborating with each other. So it's great. It's really great to see. So that was um, Hit the Lotto. Now, Sweetie, obviously there's um, <laughs> a discussion around Sweetie right now as to what's going to happen this year and all that kind of stuff. I think... You know, she's, you know, if we have Tiger, we can, we can have Sweetie. If we have Little Pump, we can have a Sweetie. So, um. But Tiger is a much better rapper than Sweetie is. Ah, well, But. <laughs> so I have recently been informed that that beautiful lady that was wearing that dress at Puffy's 50th birthday that was hanging off of her luscious body, that her name is Sweetie. Because you know what I thought her name was? Sawatee. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, listen, did you see what Sawati was wearing? But it's not Sawati. Sorry. It's, but it's Little Palm. It's Little Palm. <laughs> no. Right. Right. So I think women are, and you know, people know me, my brand, you know, women in rap, women in hip hop watching that. But um, I think if shit, male rappers who don't get much scrutiny can exist then it's a true. sweetie can exist you know and it's absolutely fine it's and true. you know she she's fine i actually don't mind her do you know i just if, i just want personally i just want her to be more confident in her flow and then just convince me that you're at least confident on the song and then that's it that's all i want but she can exist she's cool if the male if the men in the industry don't get much scrutiny then who am i to keep watching sweetie in a way and kind of pressuring and all this kind of stuff she she can exist it's she's garbage cool. though yeah like no one's saying she's the like, next Nicki minaj are they no one's saying she's the next big lyricist in music yeah, but she's definitely if anyone one. wants to say that then they can just their music opinion is shit <laughs> quite frankly <laughs> quite frankly you know i was about to say someone else but i will never come for this person in this podcast because oh. i'm a die oh. but um well. It's like saying certain people are vocalists when they ain't, but that's that's all I'll get. That's all I'll get into. Oh, let's right get into now. it. That, that, I'm good. I'm good. Let's get I'm into good. it. I'm good. You know me because I actually love this person too, so I'm not gonna. Do they have billions that. on their purse? Pardon? Is there like billion on their purse? Did they get in trouble? Oh for them? no. Oh, okay, yeah. it's not who I think it is. It, no, we're not gonna do. We're coming for Beyonce. I was asking a question. Oh, Beyonce vocalist. Is it Beyonce can't sing? No, 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 no. Did I say that? No, no. I did not say Beyonce that. Beyonce can, it was not Beyonce. I said no, I wanted to. He took it to Eden now. I, I, I you know I would have popped some pills if I was saying Beyonce, like, come I on. I said I wanted to know if he was talking about the person who is Beyonce, who I was suggesting. So you're implying she can't sing? I wanted to know if that was who he was talking about. Can I didn't say be. he was can right. never be, because she's a vocal arrangement alone. We can of never Of course, say. Beyonce is amazing. She's a great singer. Clearly you don't think so. Why do... Why? Look at the shop so, pointing right now, so, guys. Just to let so you So guys, know. Eden what? tried to imply wait, wait. that Beyonce can't sing. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> I'm editing this out. I'm just letting you know. I'm late because I did not say that. Don't even because if the should I should I should we just say an example? I've got one. It's like saying Cassie is the best vocalist. Okay, that's 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 way. No, saying sweet can rap is like saying though. Cassie oh. you is know, the best vocalist. Clearly, something in your spirit is telling you. That I, I thought he said Whoa. he said he didn't want to say it, so I thought he, he said, was afraid he of said their stance. You aren't really vocalists, so why should be able to cross your mind? I, he said he was afraid of the reaction, so I thought but, it would but be he said Beyonce. Aren't vocalists. 
Beyonce Gisano's Carter is not in that category. <laughs> no, Chopper used not. full names, guys. <laughs> He's not happy. He's not happy today. Not a happy camper. Sho- yeah, Beyonce is a vocalist. I know this. Okay. okay. Look, this I is going to right. further the brand that I hate Beyonce, which is not true. I don't hate Beyonce. Just you tried record, it. Though. I don't hate you Beyonce. Tried I didn't, it, I didn't try. You tried it. You really did. Anything. You did. I wanted to know if Nick was talking about Beyonce. Should we change the topic, guys? Quick question. Um, what do you guys think of Brent Fires' latest release? Discuss that next week. Gonna discuss it next week. I'll say this on first listen. I liked it. Okay, Eden, Brent Fires, no Khalid, Brent Fires. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Well, listen, what did you think of the first right, so listen? What did you think? Because I've got, I've got thoughts too. So, I didn't you think know, it, we could go. I think that it was all right. It was nothing special for me on first listen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it another go so I can take it in properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Sonder. I said this now. I actually do like Sonder's Sonder. dope. I like Sonder. Um, but, but I'm still struggling with Brent Fires. I don't know why there's a distinction, but I, mm. some of his solo projects I don't really get on with. Um, but yeah. Well, we get on with a Mr. American team. So, okay. so guys, for me, <laughs> <laughs> Brent Fires first, listen, do you know what? I'm going to be really honest here and I'm a Brent Fires fan. Shop 8 Eden know this. Um, it was meh for me. Not going to lie. You. I will go back and listen because I always do that, of course. And I'll probably come back with a refined opinion, either po- more positive, more negative or more positive next week. But first listen, I was kind of like, okay, cool. But yeah, just wanted to get thoughts because I know a lot of people listen to the project and a lot of people were loving it online. So I just wanted to see if you were part of the crowd. Eden's covering his mouth. So it looks like he's got something to say. No, let me listen to it again before I say anything else. You sure? Yeah, let me be sure. Again. Yeah, I'm giving it a second chance. I'm doing that now. I'm not just going to come to the podcast and cuss something and then weeks later be like, actually, I like this. Let like me give did, it a while. Like you did with Miguel's War and Leisure. Yes, exactly. That's an example. I do it a lot. I'm I changing now. But yeah, <laughs> just saying. Um, Miguel, I hope you're dropping this year. Same. You are. It looks like it with the new imagery and wherever that you clash are. piece and all of that. But um, we'll see. But, um, oh, while we're on it, I know this is not like music, but we're moving into news anyway. So let's just start the news section with this. Lovely cover piece for Crack Magazine um, with Burner Boy. I read it this morning, actually, before I left Ooh, to let me, record this let me, podcast. Let me get it. Um, I want to read that too. I am going to shout out the writer because I feel like they deserve Kemi Ale Maru. Thank you so much. We stand black women doing the damn She's job. also one She's of the features editors at Gaudio. Yep, 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 yep. So Kemi, amazing piece. Um, I and then read we that. have uh, we have Stormzy actually as well, who graced the cover of was it GQ? I think yes. it was GQ. For amazing. The third time. For the third time. Amazing, um, very, very thorough long read into Glasto, where I actually didn't know. This is one little tip I'll give you guys. He actually, for half of the performance, he didn't have his, um, what do you call those things? In-ears. His in-ears working. And he came off stage and cried. Like, he was bawling. He was like, I fucked this up. Like, he was literally like, it was only hours later someone showed him the clip and he was like, oh, I didn't fuck it up. But he was under the illusion for the whole of Glasto after that he fucked up. Stormzy. This is his performance. So he was performing. He was like, he said if he goes with the beats behind him he's too behind but he just had to like do muscle memory and remember like what like how he performed in the practice runs um because the, they went twice he ran off they went again after one song and then he did the whole like at least 30 minutes without oh wow thing so that's shout out to him he's incredible uh the read goes into his politics um his music to date 
how he views um the society in london um how he views the future of music and the future of people and he just shouts out a lot of people as well so incredible reads go and read them gq for stormzy and then we've got burner boy grace in the cover of crack magazine so shout out to them but we'll get into our real news agenda for today starting off with a topic i know a lot of people will probably want us to cover and that is the super bowl so we're going to cover the halftime because that's the music component of the show. So it was the Super Bowl 54 2020 edition um, and it featured uh, a theme of Latin American um, domination. So it had Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, two longtime talents within the music scene um, and Latin American region too. Both have released Spanish speaking albums um, as well as English speaking albums too. Shakira probably a bit more so than JLo, but JLo's definitely dabbled in that market countless of times as well. But um, yes, the um, performance was I think 15 minutes long. Um, and there was a huge tribute to, or tribute or kind of activist stance from JLo's half of the performance with um, an anti-Trump sentiment. Now these were kids featured performing um, in cages and this was to kind of uh, uh, um, reference the ICE detention centers who were, there was very popular pictures last year, I think the New York, New York Times covered it of um, kids actually being placed in cages. Now, if you didn't know, um, during Obama's era, this was the case too, just wanted to say uh, in politics, but um, in Trump's era, it's definitely ramped up a little bit more as well. And if you don't remember, if you remember 21 Savage last year as well, faced some ice issues as well. But yes, moving forward, we saw um, Jennifer Lopez have a special guest in J Balvin, and we saw Bad Bunny join Shakira for part of the performance too. We saw um, my friend Habiba actually gonna gonna shout if I don't mention this, but there was definitely inspiration from Shakira for Congolese dance moves, um, which uh, kind of didn't get high profile visibility until after the show. But um, they performed so many of their hits. JLo's daughter performed too. Um, there was a lot going on in this show for the NFL audience. Um, actually, in the in the kind of backlash towards this, some people hated the Trump political statement as you would expect obviously apparently um, jay-z hated it too apparently yeah there were rumors um forgot the source shoppe do you remember the source i lipstick alley i think it was I lipstick don't. alley or something but there was it was definitely reported on lipstick alley that um they leaked a little bit of a rumor mill that jay-z was not happy at the political sentiment whether that's true or not we don't exactly know but um Jenny from the Block was played, Waiting for Tonight. Um, there were so many songs. Let's Get Loud was played. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Uh, there was, uh, yeah, the tribute for the, I the ice kind of sentiment was Born in the USA. By Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, by Bruce Springsteen. There was a lot of, there was a lot, there was a lot going on in the show. JLo and um, Shakira joined each other together. They then, you know, did a lot of famous Latin American dances. There were so many genres. Reggaeton was um, spoke, um, spoken about, sung um, on the show. There were so many different pockets of Latin American um, excellence, if you want to call it that. Um, but what do you guys think of the show? I'm going to just 
start this conversation by saying I actually did not watch the performance. Um, I there were clips online. The reason I didn't watch it was for to be honest. I'm gonna be really honest. I am fans of like Shakira and J Lo's work, even though stolen or not. But um, and Jennifer's a great performer. We can all agree and Jennifer on that. Lopez can dance she's a storm. A great she's great. You know, she has she's been stop. known. That's a part of her legacy. Ashanti didn't the non-vocal the, 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 the components, the non-vocal components yes. of performance. J Lo, J Lo has it in droves. and her age. Let's acknowledge that she's one of the oldest performers in the mainstream right now in terms of still dancing and stuff. And the performance still full on. She's routine. fifty years old. Performing she's better than damn near everyone. Yeah, like literally, some of our new timers can't. Come on, it's quiet compared. Like, come on. Anyway, but um, that is the first. It's quiet of the season. It is. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Tally number one. It's quiet. Season four. It's quiet. Anyway, but um, yeah, it's quiet for some of these performances. But um, with with um the performance, the reason I didn't watch is because one, you know, the NFL, Jay Z's muddy history, the history of NFL over the history of time. I just kind of. Like with the Grammys, it's just getting to that point with me where I'm just kind of like, I didn't need to watch it. And I'm not actively going to look because it is hard to sometimes find the full clips. As Chopin will know, as music's evolved, it is harder to find full performances sometimes as clips with the restrictions and the whole thing's on YouTube and stuff. Oh, is it on an official YouTube yeah. platform? Okay, fair enough. Well, I didn't look for it, I guess, hard <laughs> enough to watch it. And number two, it just didn't really interest me and again um there was critique again because it's nuanced isn't it because the obviously the latin american excellence where was the afro-latinas who have shaped half of these genres nowhere to be seen so kind of quiet you know and there's a lot of uh afro-latinas who are actually popping off right now so it's just really a shame that that wasn't shown but it doesn't surprise me with the type of person that J-Lo's kind of shown herself to be. It doesn't surprise me um, at all. But to be honest, from the clips yeah, I saw... Yeah, come for Shakira too. Shakira? Well, yeah, maybe Shakira too. I don't know more enough about Shakira's history to know if she's like collaborates a lot with like uh, Afro-Latinas. She hasn't. Well, then it's quiet for her too. <laughs> but um, with, with the dance moves I saw, obviously they killed it. Shakira's belly dancing is iconic you know it will be but um i'm not watching that full performance personally you didn't i didn't watch that shit <laughs> <laughs> i didn't watch that um yeah super bowl so uh i don't really know what to say to be honest it's, <laughs> it's another situation where i feel like people do things do things for performance reasons like the whole kids in cages thing i don't know if that was a genuine thing or not um it might sound like a horrible thing to say, but I just don't trust these people at all. Um, and also when it comes to Jay-Z and that whole conversation about how he was sat down during the the national anthem and stuff like that and how he didn't mean to sit down for it, mm. uh, which I don't understand how that happens. Um, he didn't what? So basically Jay-Z was at, uh, during the national anthem. I know they were sat down, yeah, him and Beyonce. He was sat down and he said he didn't mean to sit down um, as a form of protest. Um so I don't know what that's about. Um, and also, like, when it comes to J-Lo, I'm just disinterested, to be honest. I don't really pay attention to that person. Same with um, Shakira. She's, she made great music. Hips Don't Lie was a banger. But, like, other than that, I'm not really 
Yeah. Um, so, in general, how do you think made great music as if she's not still alive and well? Who Shakira? Well, I don't listen to Shakira. You said made. Shopping, shopping. She's still alive. I don't listen. To but to him personally, made like maybe it's his present like. Sawati. And um, so basically, so <laughs> sorry. leave our love, girl alone. I love that video. Sorry, <laughs> rich nigga, <laughs> eight figure. That's my type. <laughs> Shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, oh. So yeah, in general, I have nothing to say about this. Um, I'm not surprised again by the actions of Jay Z um, or anyone in general. And I feel like um, it's going to happen again when the next Super Bowl comes around. There's going to be a conversation of. Um, how Jay-Z is trying to play the game, really. And then people are like, just wait for his move. Just wait for his move. And then nothing will happen. So that's the Super Bowl. And that's all I've got to say on it. We had a really interesting conversation, by the way, just to plug that last season with regards to when Jay-Z initially oh, um, yeah. took over the Super Bowl. That was a really interesting conversation. Um, there were contrasting opinions about what... Um, not what's, it, what's the word I'm looking for? What um, activism... Like sports activism actually yeah. counts, um, or like what you have to do to be an activist in sport, mm. and it was a very interesting conversation. So check that out. It's the episode called um, Megatron versus a Monster or something like that. Yeah, Megatron yeah, yeah. and a Monster. Megatron and a Monster. Sorry. Um, we come up with great titles, by the way. Shout out to Eden and yes, Shopper for that because yes. they're the creative. Nah, shout out to Shopper, man. That's all Shopper. Shopper, 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 yeah. Shopper's got a great mind. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got to say on it. So good luck to them. Um, I hope they enjoy their lives and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, apparently, um, I'm hearing that J Lo's daughter was singing. Yes. Yeah, she, she performed. She's she's a really good singer. Like, there's been clips on Instagram where she's Mark Anthony's daughter together. for a reason. Yeah, like oh, it's Mark Anthony's, Mark Anthony's daughter. Anthony's daughter mm-hmm. Exactly, and she goes to singing classes, from what I know. Um, so yeah, like shout out to her. I hope she's able to like, if that's her true passion, I hope she's able to do it. She's got the right parents to help steer her entertainment and musical arrangement wise. You know, both have different talents. But um, Chope, well, I know you've probably watched Elements more so than us two with the I've clips. watched the whole thing. Right, what are your so thoughts? I would just like to start off by saying, I would just like to say the Super Bowl official Twitter account ain't shit. Because <gasps> when Jola tweeted that she's performing, they replied, we can't wait to hear your iconic vocals. <laughs> so we know we know the intern. We know no no come on come on no no no. As the intern, they would you, you know the and vibes. All the replies you know to that vibes. tweet were like all these hilarious gifs <laughs> and memes. That was a smart promo choice. I iconic vocals, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. That intern's funny. Okay, fucking funny. Sorry guys, I just have to say this. Apparently, allegedly, Camila Cabello is playing Cinderella. That, that we knew that I did not know that, guys. Fuck off. <laughs> that news has been out for a while. Fuck I off. Wait, fuck I just, off. Not I... even Sleeping Beauty. All right, so not the... even Sleeping Beauty. No, not Sleeping Beauty. This is gonna seem like a really random, like, just part into the episode. But I just have to say this because when I read it, I was surprised. She's, she's Latin American. So listen to this. So theme. the king is being played by Piers Brosman. Is Why are we discussing this? But I'm just very surprised. I'm very surprised. Anyway, go back to the to the so, episode. My apologies. As for the performance. So. I did watch all 14, all 14 minutes. Um, and I'm going to just start off with this. I didn't think it needed to be co-headlined. I think it should have either just been just J-Lo or just Shakira. Because, yes, they're both Latin American artists. Mm-hmm. Well, J-Lo's Latin American. Shakira's Colombian. Um, yeah. Uh, when you look at their music side by side, it doesn't really make for a cohesive show. Different. And, and it kind of shows because there were a lot of 
Shakira and Jello, they left out a lot of their hits. There was just a bunch of random songs which are Spanish leading, which I felt they did just because oh we're two Latinas gotta do it, but yeah, it's like, fit the theme. Yeah, but like but are these hits? No. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we know these songs? No. And then why is Shakira singing Cardi B's I like it? I think I just Bad Bunny. No, but it's Sh- Sh- Shakira, why are you singing? Well, they ain't getting Cardi on, are they? I will say this though, Shakira did sing. She did like a nice little little run riff during that moment. I was like, okay, Shakira can sing. Okay, Shakira can sing. But um, I don't know. Like, it wasn't a bad performance, but yeah. I just it's just like I felt it was a bit flat. Like there were moments where I was like, okay, Shakira, go in. Okay, J Lo, go in. But overall, I was just like, mm, okay, and I needed more oomph, and I felt like. Despite, I thought I was going to have more Latin vibes. Like, yep. where was the tango? Where was the rumba? Mm-hmm. Where was the salsa? Like, and Shakira actually has a song called Objection Tango, underrated banger from 2002. That would have been perfect for this show. Mm. But where was it? Nowhere. But you're doing, ugh, I just, they're just like, what song is this? What song mm. is this? What song is this? Mm. And J-Lo too. What song is this? What song is this? Mm. Like, do your hits. It should have been, a, it should have been more emphasis on their individual hits yeah. and more, I know there was like, you know, Latin dancers and all that stuff, but I felt like in terms of the music, I didn't really feel like there was a strong cultural touch. Cultural touch. Like, yes, there was the reggaeton because of J J Balvin and Bad Bunny, but like, no. They could have gone more in. Yeah. Because like, I said, like, I didn't know why it had to be a co-headlining show, but I thought, okay, fine, I got two Latin women, like, mm. do something really... And even Huge. Less, even Let's Get Loud, I feel like they, they did it for, like, one minute. Like, that should have been... A, um, they should have done the whole song together, because yeah. that's, like, a staple in Latin American communities. Yeah. Gloria Estefano was the original vocalist. J-Lo covered it, made it a hit in 99. Like, I'd have loved to see J-Lo Shakira do that song properly with a bunch of Latin dancers and backup singers, but... They just like cut it and went into like the Waka Waka Africa song. It was just like mm. okay. That's my that's my thoughts and opinions on it. And um with this whole like with I just think that a lot of this again, I keep thinking, So it wasn't bad, it yeah. wasn't, but I needed a lot more. I keep thinking about this decade and I just think we're gonna create new structures. I think this whole like the whole emphasis on the Super Bowl, the whole like obviously it still gets the views, obviously. But and this the Grammys and like what we've been discussed, I just think there's gonna be new we're just changing it. I think this, this, the industry is going to change. And I think it was lazy from what you've, your kind of review and what you've spoken about on the, re- I did read reviews obviously in preparation for this. And. But they were saying the same thing. Yeah. And I was expecting more get, there's been half, half, you know, some great, some not so great. And there's been the emphasis that there weren't a lot of artists to kind of help them in that kind of arena. I think there wasn't that many guests. So yeah, and it's disappointing that in this generation that people just can't sing and dance live. Like, I get that it's a hard show to perform. I get it, but where's the effort? Like, they were lip syncing. That's an official kind of release that they were lip syncing throughout the performance. And whenever, oh, I, were they? Yeah, they were. I mean, I knew Jola was. And when I hear, yeah, 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 they were. I mean, and when I hear, <laughs> we, we, it was, it Did was Shakira a Shakira lip synced as well. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. So, I couldn't um, tell. Yeah, it's it's hard, and I think that when I hear of artists doing that, like I get it in some circumstances, high octave dance moves, all of that. But 
it's just a shame. Where are the music industry standards in 2020? Like, it's just so fucking annoying. Lady now. Gaga like, sang live. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, some artists sing, like, Beyonce did. Beyonce sang, sang live. live. I know some people want to say that there were parts, but even if it was parts, Beyonce... Her national anthem was lip sync. No, but it's absolutely fine with Beyonce now because Beyonce has proven herself to be able to perform to that level live. So if she lip syncs, we don't care because she can still do it without. But if you haven't proven yourself to do that... Jaylo. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, even, even, and th- this shopper will laugh forever, but I'm genuinely making a point here. Sierra sometimes makes the effort to try and sing live and she has not the best, like the fullest of I'm voices. I'm not going to laugh at that. I agree with no, you. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. She doesn't have the fullest of voices, but Sierra tries to do both. And I love, I respect it when she does, even if it sounds a bit off in place, I'm like, the girl tried. And I just wish more artists would give it a go, like take the risk. This is what people want. It makes you more, it makes you more engaging. It makes you more exciting. It just makes it that much better of a performance. Do you not want to better yourself and prove that you can do so much more? I think the industry was so much more competitive a couple of decades ago and now it's just kind of like, oh, we can lip sync it because this is the standard now. It's like, damn, where is the passion in music? Maybe I would have watched if it was a live performance and they shocked me and, you know, I would have got over the political stuff to give some of the some of the kind of parts of the performance a better watch. But I don't know. That's just my gripe with music now in terms of live performances. It's why I don't get excited for performances as much anymore. But yes, Super Bowl. We've rounded it up. Um, let's move on. So let's move on to rap. Um, H-Town Hottie, Megan Thee Stallion, Hot Girl Meg. She's had an incredible career to date. She's rising so fast up the music industry right now. Uh, Diamonds uh, was just on the Birds of a Prey film soundtrack with Normani, so she's doing great. But she reached headlines for other news this week. Um, still music related, but a bit music gossip. Um... So the eager beaver G Easy, um, he put on his Instagram story on Monday. This is February third. A picture with Megan, with a caption uh, of blue heart emojis, and then followed up with this was a picture of Megan and G Easy together. And him kissing on <coughs> more than just her face. He was kissing on her neck. He was kissing on her face, got near to the lip region in some parts of the video. And this just, this just caused a huge reaction on social media. We saw Dr. Umar Johnson make an appearance again. In terms of memes, memes, memes. Not him himself. Of course not going to. Well, actually he might have commented on it, but whatever. Basically memes of him, you know, Megan's finished. I tweeted Megan's cancelled. It's a joke. (laughs) Of course it's a fucking joke. But um, yes, the H-Town Hottie and G-Eazy for about two days were rumoured to be dating. And then Megan obviously rebuted the claims. And <laughs> she said, y'all are funny, but me and G-Eazy aren't dating. Um, yeah, but there's just been them in the club together. Megan was doing that. So loads of girls pointed out that Megan was doing the pose where you're drunk but you don't know that you're drunk. And she was just, her head was face down while he was performing. But she was with him. She's been posted with g Easy very close since Monday in public eye. Um, g Easy has yet to really comment on this in terms of officially confirm or deny the claims. 
but um, there's been some tweets. There was um, Villain Tay tweeted, tell me I did not just see G-Eazy suck Miss Megan the Stallion's face on day three of Black History Month. If you don't know, it's Black History Month in the States for African-Americans. Um, and Megan ignited loads of people's Black History Months with this news um, or alleged news. Um, people have commented <laughs> that it's the end of Black History Month. <laughs> people have said that g Easy reminds them of a certain sneaker. I forgot what it's called, but it was it's not a good sneaker, basically a no-name brand, really. Um, yeah, there's been loads of reactions. She trended the whole of Monday, I think it was, in the States. g Easy trended with her. Um, what do we think of this? Coupling right. or alleged coupling, Love Island, you know. Got a text. <laughs> well, we all got a text yeah. till Monday. My favorite meme of this was when someone, I'm just finding the tweet, <laughs> someone basically said Megan Stallion and GED dating and they put the intro to the confessions video. <laughs> you know what? Usher's on the phone, like, yeah. don't play like that. Uh. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> I screamed. <laughs> Seriously, guys, of all link ups, Megan the Rotted Stallion. I just didn't think like what? Nothing about well to be fair, I don't know Megan, but I just didn't think Megan would be with a white guy. Really? I didn't get that vibe from her. Rico Nasty, I get that. <laughs> I could see that. Sweet, I could see it. I could see Sweet uh, with a white man. But Megan uh, <laughs> Megan just gives me she, she likes she likes the niggas. <laughs> 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 Wait, guys, you know, like, don't pause. Like, pause. Like, was pause. She likes niggas. <laughs> like, li- <laughs> oh, she mate. just likes anyone that looks like Slim Thug or Bun B. That's the him. vibe I'm getting. The baby, but taller. That is the vibe that I get from Megan, not Asher Roth's friend. <laughs> Basically, I'm looking at the video now, and I'm just. I wanted cash shit. I didn't want this. That that's basically my opinion. I wanted cash shit. The thing is, yeah, I don't pay any attention to GEZ, so I don't understand. Neither do I. I don't understand the outrage. I have heard some reports about him and Halsey and their because they were in a relationship. Apparently, yeah. it's quite abusive. But like, I don't have the day. I don't really care who Megan dates. I just think that he's a lucky man and he should enjoy it. To be honest, because For his real? hands are full. His hands are gonna be full if that is true. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's loads of pictures of like Megan the Stallion with. Trey songs or like G Easy or like so many different people. So she maybe she just how she she is when she hangs with people. So that means like she's enjoying her life. Huh? She's enjoying <laughs> yeah. basically. She's, she's having fun. She's having fun. Real talk though, like I don't care who she dates. Our stallion. We just want the debut album when it's done, you know. Um and And that new single needs to stay off the album. Is that good? No, stay off the album. Yeah, I said, is it not good? No. Is it for our one? It's called Bitch. Oh, I haven't heard it. Yeah. Something tells me it's not for the album, though. I don't know why. It just doesn't strike me. Well, to be fair, it's done very well for her. It's mm. debuted in the top 40 on Billboard. So. And I and I, sh- I was shocked it, it had that chart power. She, she had that chart power. And I was kind of like Cardi B money. When I was like, so Diamonds on. did nothing, but this did something. To be well. honest, Phil, like, I, I didn't think it would. Because it's film soundtrack. I just didn't think it had that same push you know mm. what i mean yeah. but um yeah who cares but i don't care who she's dating who cares it's, it's a, a bit of fun it was funny the, the jokes were hilarious someone someone i follow i can't believe it was said that we need to form a prayer circle for megan stallion right now <laughs> <laughs> i 
I love black people. <laughs> we we are the we I are the curators people. of jokes. We are black Twitter is so funny. Um, but yes, Megan, Megan, Megan. That was quick news. We just wanted to start the wrap off with with this because mm-hmm. what, what what getting into now is it? So we're getting into so, Megan's friend now. You know, um, God, do I even want to? Oh, I don't even want to touch this one. So as you know, last summer, Megan collaborated with um, <laughs> <laughs> Megan. You know, she was about to do cash shit again. The cash shit video was about to drop. And then last minute, she wants to link up with Mickey Minaj. No, I'm joking. Nicki Minaj um, and release Hot Girl Summer. Okay. Didn't like the song. Cool. Anyway. It's cruel to me, you know. Nah. Anyway, never grow on me. Anyway, Nicki Minaj now, um, as you know, you know, got into an altercation last month before the Grammys. We talked, we spoke about it a little bit last week um, with Meek Mill. Uh, she was with her husband, Kenneth P. Uh, they were jewelry shopping. Meek was already in the store. And then an exchange of words, very intense words happened. Um, yeah, so that's not the end of the story. So Meek Mill went to the shade room to laugh and like a post mocking Nikki's husband Kenneth Pay um because they put an outfit of him where he was featured or a knockoff outfit of his at a store I think it's called Jimmy Jazz so that was the start of this altercation right so Nicki Minaj tweeted out in response to Meek on Wednesday this was Wednesday afternoon our time UK time probably Wednesday morning US time um Saying trigger fingers turned to Twitter fingers. Bad built face ass obsessed with the queen. And it was a picture with Meek with uh, cuff cuff length trousers. No, shin length trousers, should I say. Um, A t-shirt, some chains and looking at his phone. Um, But basically saying, if you don't know what bad built means, it means ugly. So saying he's obsessed with Nikki, yeah? So... Nikki went on. She went on on February 5th, uh, later on. So she said, nigga been tweeting about my man for a year now. Talking about how he went to my page to see him, but he blocked. My nigga, move on. I know you're bitch embarrassed. Shitted yourself in that store when you got pressed, though, with the clown emoji, yeah? Minaj, um... Yeah, Minaj just continued. You um on her IG story, she said you do it, you're a clown, you do it for the likes. Um, which is a play by play with the movie It, the clown movie, I'm assuming. Um, and then she hashtag Twitter fingers beats women scared of men. Wow. So Meek responded uh, in a series of tweets. Meek obviously denied the claims that he's a woman beater. Um, and then went into Nicki Minaj's brother, who just got a jail sentence, a hefty jail sentence for sexual abuse. So of a minor. Of a minor. Pedophilia. Pedophilia, essentially. So, Meek's tweets in full. The only way you can try to kill my career is to say I beat a woman, talk about your brother convicted of rape, and you've been new and paid for his lawyer. Your little brother touched that little girl too. You know I know. You want me to crash with your boyfriend and I won't. You sad, you went in to crash your man because you're losing now and everybody in the industry know you're a bad person. You knew, Ben knew your brother was raping that little girl. That's why I got away from you. Um, the back and forth continued. Minaj 
then accused Meek of being violent towards her and women in his family. So she went into the abuse of what it is. You beat your own sister and you taped it. Spit on her, you've taped it. Kick me in front of your mother and sent her to the hospital. Sucking Drake's dick, make you feel too tough <coughs> again. Move on. Um, and then... And then... Um, she also involved her brother's situation and implied the extortion that extortion was involved. Imagine talking about an alleged rape of a child to hurt someone. This has been gone through court, by the way. So, yeah. But imagine talking about an alleged rape of a child to hurt someone who wasn't involved just so people can dislike me. You can never stand on your own. You tell people the mother is on tape asking me for 20 million to make the charge go away, though. You was around, you know, see you soon. So she's basically saying the mum wanted 20 million to make the rape charge go away that her brother was involved in. Um, Meek went again, um, said that Nikki was, a, uh, he accused Nikki, sorry, of trying to destroy him with the allegations of abuse. Surrounded by rapists talking what? Stop playing. You picked a great time to be saying I ever put my hands on you. You're full of hate and the whole industry know you're full of hate and you're bad, getting low, so you want to destroy me. Can't believe your industry people let these people survive this long in the game knowing they're really nasty people and have a nasty upbringing. Everybody really know what's going on. I'm powerful. I'm never scared to speak up. Uh, and yeah, he just continued to deny that he ever beat up women. Um, Meek tweeted and deleted that his girlfriend Milan is pregnant during the exchange. So my goal is, he, del he deleted the tweet though. My goal is, with me pregnant watching me tweet about my ex is very clownish um i'm at exit and that was the end of the beef until friday when nikki there was more when nikki released a song called yikes oh. which is being seen as a diss towards meek mill that's it what do you guys think of this exchange if anything and what do we think about uh, the two artists so Nicki Minaj had a very busy week. Very, very busy. Because there was more controversy and it wasn't to do with the beef. It was to do with the line that she had in her song about Rosa Parks. So oh, I don't yeah. know if you know this, but in... what I can't remember what the song was called. Yikes. In Yikes, actually. Was it Yikes? It's called Yikes. Yeah, if it was in, the song released on Friday. Yeah, it was Yikes. So mm. she said, and I quote, all you bitches, Rosa Parks, uh, get your ass up. <laughs> so, I mean... Oh, sick. Like... <laughs> I, I don't understand what Where that, was the text? But also, I don't understand Nikki. what that's supposed to mean because Nikki. the whole point was Rosa Parks didn't get up. Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. But Nikki. Am I being dumb? Nikki. I Nikki. No, I genuinely don't understand Nikki. what that was. Can you read it again, please? <laughs> <laughs> it was all you bitches, Rosa Parks, oh, uh, get your ass up. And I'm just like... Nikki. But that doesn't make Nikki. any sense whatsoever. Like Nikki, I'm going to genius because I no, need the whole No, paragraph. she's basically telling them don't sit down at Rosa Parks, get the fuck up. That's how I interpret but it. But I need so the get context. to the back of the book. I need the context. Nah, it didn't slap. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Nicki Minaj. Um Nick. The thing is, yeah, it, this is such a sensitive conversation, but it's it's done in such a spiteful way, you don't know who to believe. Um facts. Yeah. The thing is, because it involves rape, it, it involves um domestic abuse. Domestic abuse, it involves um hush money. There's so many different angles to this whole interaction. Rape. Yeah, rape. It, it's going to a stage where it's like, how do we navigate this whilst taking into consideration that 
Nicki Minaj is a woman who's saying she's been in a domestic abusive relationship. Meek is saying that um, the rape allegations are much deeper than what we actually see. And um, that it's the whole thing is a, a tactic to basically make his career disappear. Mm. It's a very, very hard situation to be in. Mm. Um, and there's, I don't know if you can say there's a right or wrong in this, to be honest. Yeah. Um, oh, I, don't, I don't even know what to say, to be honest. I just wish that this beef ends soon. I wish that um, Meek Mill goes back to making music, ignores Nicki Minaj, because <laughs> I don't want to speak about Nicki Minaj again this he season. He did, actually. He released a song with JT yesterday. That's Oh, with Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake yeah. What is he doing? Now, nah, what's he actually doing, though? Like, Justin Timberlake? No, nah, Justin Timberlake's trash, man. I don't want to hear any more music from him. I'm not even going to lie to you. I like, want to hear none of the Justin's music, to be fair. Man in the woods, you know. But, like, anyway... Um, in general, I hope that Meek Mill continues to make more music. I hope I hear a new album soon because the last one slapped. Championships mm-hmm. was a banger. Mm. Um, Nicki Minaj. The song that featured was actually sick, though. The one that was like on a baby type beat. But overall, <laughs> I, I don't know where her career is going. And it's very obvious that the Young Money era, like the Drakes, the Nicki Minaj's, even to an extent with Lil Wayne, I still need to listen to Funeral. They're no longer the leaders of the industry. You can tell by the fact that um, Nicki Minaj is Drake jumping is. on. No, I wouldn't even say that. They're all they they're not leaders. They're people that jump on trends. Nicki Minaj is jumping on the baby beats. Drake is doing his whole. This decade will see that if end you look of at Drake or the decline. I don't know, but I, I did second not say half, that. Second half. Wow, that's a big statement. Not to, not he won't be at the top. He, he could still be in, like there, like Jay Z still here, but, but he won't be at the top. I, I actually opinion. believe Drake's doing it more strategically than Nicki Minaj is, and she needs oh, to take a leap out of his bin, book. Because if you bin. look at the UK draw thing that Drake is doing at the moment, that is him following a trend. Yeah, that's him trying to do pop smoke. That's him trying to do what's going on in the UK and what's 100%. popping over here. But I don't see him as a leader at the moment. Mm. And it's the same with Nicki Minaj. But Drake is smart with it because he still adds his his personal touch to it. Whereas Nicki Minaj at the moment, I don't really understand where she's going with this. 100%. Um, I feel like she doesn't really have an identity of her music, which is why Queen was terrible. Because Queen was an example of her trying to bring, trying to bring um, Pink Friday, Nicki Minaj into... The new decade and it just didn't work whatsoever no. um it was literally like awful i i, I, I don't <laughs> think i've ever gone i don't think i've ever gone back to that project in my life i played yikes. it once and it after that i just cut it no, one time we were both with him pun yeah. intended yikes like literally yeah. um with with Nicki minaj um i think <laughs> Do you know what? It's hard because I think that there's e- there is even unreleased footage from the Pink Print documentary that was meant to come out and she is talking about abuse. So whether that's Safari, whether that's Meek, whether that's the... She never specified a name. So she was talking about domestic abuse. No, it's clip. not that. But wasn't there a conversation where Nicki Minaj was chasing Safari with a knife? Does anyone remember? Oh, no, there's yeah. a mutual... No, they had a mutually domestic abuse situation. Oh, they had they? they had oh. a Twitter beef again where Nikki then accused him of domestic abuse and then he accused her of domestic abuse. So uh, she's had a lot of exchanges I around was trying to my head on that, but, but yeah, um, No, 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 that. that was like a year or two ago. Uh, but um, basically, yeah, with Nikki, it's very, like, complicated. I'm not saying I don't believe her or anything. And I just think the Meek, situ- the meek situation is... Um, they're both unfortunate. Um, I'm not going to say one's right, one's wrong, one's... The truth one's not um but what i will say is court case wise one has resulted in a jail sentence so i'm gonna take the court on this one and i know 
the court can sometimes be biased and wrong and all that. But in this scenario, it's been a very long case. There's been a lot of witnesses. There's been a lot of situations that have happened. So, you know, it's not alleged at this point, Nikki. Um, you can tweet that um, as his sibling, but it's not alleged anymore. It's actually happened. But yeah, that's all I'll say. Um, in terms of the careers of both of them, uh, I'm going to be extremely honest here just in terms of Nicki Minaj. Um, I'll go on to Nicki in a minute, but I just think with Nicki, there's been this really ugly energy around her for a while. It's obviously, we've spoken about this before, it's resulted in Wanna getting death threats. It's resulted in the Karen Civil situation. It's resulted in the Queen rollout. It's resulted in her being very factual, but the way she went about it with the whole Travis Scott issue and his kid clown shit to be honest but her claims were true because dj khaled later did the same thing so um yeah the claims in the music industry and bundles wise completely valid and i will never discredit nikki for that but the way she says these kind of things sometimes is kind of like from a place of bitterness almost mm -hmm. i want to say or alleged bitterness. i don't know but it's like i definitely get bitterness from her bitter vibes um the 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 irony of it all is that that verse with Mega Trainer is great. She's still very talented, extremely talented. And um, she's she's great. Like, the looks lately have been good. Like, she, she seems to... I, I was really excited. Like, before this whole incident happened, it was really cool. It seemed like, you know, we're going to get more verses. We're going to see Nikki out here again. We're going to see recording. We're going to see maybe a great song. Yikes is terrible, um, unfortunately. I like um, that song, you know. Nah, not. It's a buzz single. But um, it's not. I just think that she's 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 lost sonically, uh, in my opinion, as uh, Eden just echoed. Um, and... It's so hard because all the it's like a Chris Brown scenario all over again. Like she, the components are there. The pet she can still write. That lyric was awful, but she can still write overall. Um, very talented. Flow in abundance. She can flow mix out of her like in. She can sleep and be flow mixing and mashing and all that. Cadence is great. Tone, cartoon vibes, all of that. Like she's got brilliant skills and a brilliant skill set, but um. She just doesn't, she needs someone to exec produce. She needs someone to put it all together because I don't know what is going on. And I don't, I don't think she wants to get the help that she so dearly needs to kind of get onto that next stage discography wise because she just has been at a brick wall for years now. Um, there was an interview of her late, lately actually with the red hair. So really quite recently, forgot the outlet. And she said she hated her smashes. She said she hated Anaconda, fair enough. Super bass, she hated um, Your Love. She's, she said she hated pretty much all her biggest songs. I'm kind of like, do you even Starships. believe in your uh, starships? Do you even believe in your own sounds? Well, Are you lost? Like what? Like what is going on, Nikki? Because that is from every era, well, pretty much that you hate and a song. I want to point this out. She said a key phrase. She she said she hates so much of her discography. So it wasn't even like songs. This is what I'm saying. She do said you, verbatim, yeah. I hate so much of her discography. Wait, do you just, know your sound? Let me just add do to that. The thing is, I want to go back to a point Shopee made a while ago yeah. about the fact that female rappers, so women in rap, they can't just be rappers. They have to operate within the pop sphere as well. So I'm not surprised there are songs that she hates when she originally came out as this like, rap girl like when she came out with um Itty piggy and some of those songs i don't imagine she thought she would be making these types of songs mm. but to operate in the the rap 
arena, yeah. she had to do things like that. So I'm not really surprised by that. Let me tell you the you difference. Let me tell you though. the difference. Let me tell you the difference. If I go back to Atrina's discography, her early one, if I go back to Foxy Brown, I was actually listening to her last Friday. All three albums slap. But, but they're not, is Brown. They're not Trina, Okay, forget Trina for a second, but Foxy Brown, all three albums slap and there was no pop influence. But are they trying like Nicki Minaj though? Foxy Brown in her heyday was out here. Yeah, but like Nicki Minaj's was throughout the entire tens and early 2000s. they had they let's just say they were as big foxy brown at least was as big as but even outside of that in eve, the early career eve, little kim little kim. kim's discography forget let's missy Elliott, and even if we want to say if we want to say that little, little kim's discography for example has gone on a decline there's a bulk of at least first three four albums that absolutely slapped and were greasy hip-hop and little kim still loves them to this day so i would say that it's i get the pop thing but what i think it is is more than maybe the sexualized image that is the the, the only image that kind of pops off and maybe nikki thought that she had to do that to kind of appeal but she definitely did not have to sway into the pop lane and even um, look she didn't have to go all the way she didn't she really didn't have to do that and look she at cardi b cardi b hasn't given us a starships cardi b hasn't given us a pound the alarm and cardi b is doing just fine yeah but that's because it's in an area an era where um hip-hop is the most popular um genre at the moment Nicki minaj wasn't operating during that hip-hop was extremely popular when Nicki minaj it wasn't out. the most imp- it wasn't the most popular genre though it was still rock and roll and pop. rock and roll in 2010 i don't know about that it was rock and roll was the most it was the most popular genre uh, in spite of all that there were enough hip-hop artists doing very well without for very Nikki to stay to, to, to do that so my so i still stand by my point that female rappers do have to operate in the pop sphere with other female pop artists that is definitely very true but i don't think that Nikki had to make she could have maybe done one pop song but it was Starships, Pound the Alarm, Super Bass, that David Guetta song. She, she was mm. doing so many. Yeah. She a didn't whole album. A whole, yeah. A she, whole she, era. She didn't need to do that much. David Guetta, multiple times. Like, she didn't need to do it to that song, much. You know? But even back to Nick's point, so I'm not going to put Trina in because Trina has never been um, a massive superstar. Okay, but let's say Kim and Foxy. Yeah, just, Kim, just for the sake of Kim and Foxy, Eva is Queen a very good example. Eve, Eve, Eve Salt and Pepper. Um, so many, many, many. Like, we have many examples to say. Five minutes. Oh, and they so didn't know Billy Eilish. Yeah, cool. And they didn't have to. Sorry. So if you're gonna go back to like Eve and Salt and Pepper and Missy Elliott, they were very successful rappers that didn't necessarily. I don't use the word sell out, but they didn't really go so far off against what they are known for and what they would like to do. So. I just think in general, Nikki is a great rapper, but she's not an artist. She's not an artist. She has no identity, no vision for herself. She's just a good rapper, which is why people always say her best work is on features. Mm, it's true. And or she'll have select songs on each album. So like Queen was terrible, but there's like two songs now, like Pink Print, half of them was awful, but there's like some about seven or eight good songs on there. Pink Friday is her most solid work. And even then, that's not really like the greatest album I've ever heard in my life. Like, I like the album, but it's not like, this is a fucking banging album. Mm. It's not, it's not China Doll. If we're going to go Foxy Brown, it's not China Doll album. Oh, well, yeah, it's not like, China, China Doll. Like, China Doll slaps. Yeah. Or if we're yeah. going to go to the Notorious K.A.M. <sighs> and Boy. other st- things like that. Or it's not um, The Real World or Under Construction by Missy Elliott. It's, like, yeah. it's not like that. So like, 
in spite of Nikki having to operate in the pop sphere, I still feel there was no excuse for her to have given us at least two solid albums. At least. At least. They should be, I should at least have Nikki album like, you know what? Yeah, she's doing her pop shit, but even going back to even even if I have to go compare it to like a Beyonce, like I'm such a fierce. That's like her most pop mm-hmm. mainstream commercial album. Even that is not really it's not a bad album. The BM will tell you it's her worst album because it's the most pop, but it's not even a bad album. It's but even outside of that, okay, but we have B Day, we have Dangerously Love, we have four. Then we have albums where it's like, okay, we just have a solid collection of mm. like I say for Whitney or Mariah or whatever. Nikki there's no excuse for you to not have at least two mm. banging albums in your catalogue. Yeah. Eleven, ten years into your career. So and as for the Nick for the whole Twitter beef thing, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Let's stop talking. All right, I'm gonna have to cut in just quickly. Um so we're gonna have to cut the episode short there for the moment. Um but let us know what you thought of the episode. Um you'll hear that the quality has stepped up, definitely. Shout out to Blank Box for that. Um, they're based in East London if you want to record a podcast so just let us know um, we'll try and set up some kind of discount code or something I'm trying to say it loud so that <coughs> Ryan can hear us in the background but there'll probably be something involved with like Datspod or something um, but yeah thank you guys for listening we hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks as always if you could rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts that would be amazing so D-A-T-S-P-O-D um, follow us on Twitter Instagram Vero um, just type d-a-t-s-p-o-d into google you'll find all of our links um and check us out so individually this has been eads mckenzie i am n tyrell shope showerton and peace